0: The Dispossessed, a Glisten Plus production. Episode 1. Bye, room. Bye, desk. Sorry, I only used you to, to set stuff on. Bye, books. Wish I read more of you while I was here. Bye, Locke. I'm glad Mom and Dad never went through with the promise of taking you off my door. Bye, Leaky Faucet. I'm not actually gonna miss you since you were pretty annoying, but, you know.
1: Laney! You're gonna be late for school! Coming!
0: I could tell by the fights that things had been getting bad. For months, I had heard Mom saying we were one bad week away from losing everything. And then Dad died. And we lost everything. Everything that was important.
1: You're all packed, right? Yep. Where's Jake? Already in the car.
0: I hesitated for a second. I wanted to say bye to the height markers drawn on the kitchen molding, but I didn't want to make mom feel worse than she already did. I'm probably too old for that kind of stuff anyway. It was crazy how fast the neighborhood was changing. All around us, houses were disappearing and being replaced with buildings that no one asked for. It was like a wave that had been growing and growing and coming right for us. And now we were engulfed. I looked across the street to the Bertram house. The dumpster sat out front. No one had lived there for years, but in a few weeks, it would be replaced by something big and modern and beautiful and cold. I used to stare at the house through my bedroom window. Sometimes it felt like the house stared back at me. I looked back at our house as we drove off. Mom had tried to keep us in the house as long as she could. She was never too good at holding down a job, though. We'd been renting for as long as I could remember. And when all the new developments came in, that's when my parents started acting different.
1: I can't wait to tell Finn we get to live out of the car. Please don't tell him that. Laney, he's 12. But yes, Jake, please don't tell him that. Why? It's so cool. It's like, we're camping, but it's all the time. Well, I'm glad you're excited about it. Your sister could learn a thing or two from you.
0: (laughs) I could feel this impending doom, I guess, for a while. People on our street moving out. More and more foreclosure signs. I could tell that Jake felt it, too. I just wish we could have... I don't know, done something? Or just something other than this? (laughs) I never liked school. Or I liked the activity of school, just not the school part. Well, except for- Lainey! Lainey! Erin, my best friend, or my only friend.
1: Good morning.
0: Hey, I love her, but she can be a lot.
1: I started that ACT prep course, and oh my gosh, this thing is going to be a piece of cake. It's literally multiple choice. Did you know that? I thought we had to do a bunch of essays. Multiple choice is just statistics. My tutor was showing me this way to narrow down the answers to where you don't even need to know the right one. The statistics just do it for you. It's like a cheat code. But not like one that gets you in trouble. More like, um, um, a loophole? Yes, a loophole. I think I'm gonna just start not studying for any tests, cause, like, what's the point? This would just make- Hey, Lainey. Oh. My. God. Was that-
0: Ian Lyons. The top of the food chain. At least as far as Aaron and I were concerned. I tried to play it cool and act like I didn't see him coming, but I'd be lying if I said I couldn't sense him within a 50-yard radius.
1: He just said hi to you? Ian Lyons just said hi to you? He did. He did. You know what that means?
0: Nope. Stop. Yes, you do. I really don't. What's coming up? I knew exactly what was coming up, but, you know, playing it cool.
1: First period? Prom! Could you imagine being a sophomore asked by a junior? And that junior is Ian? I would die. I would actually die. Deceased, stuff me in a coffin and bury me. (laughs) Stop. I'm serious. Don't forget when you are Mrs. Lyons living in a mansion with three perfect babies.
0: (laughs) As the day went on, I got more and more nervous for the night. I trusted my mom to take care of us and everything, but still, what if she didn't know what to do? gonna talk about it? Hmm? The plan
1: tonight? Where we're staying? Ooh yeah! Can we do that campground we stayed at last summer? The one that had the pool? I did find a place that... we don't need to pay for.
0: Okay... My mom was chewing on her bottom lip. She always did that when she was nervous. Her thumb was rubbing into the steering wheel too. Never seen that before. Can't be good.
1: Mom? Plus, it's not far from
0: where we were. Wait, what? It hit me. Oh no. I knew exactly where she meant. Not long after the neighborhood started getting pushed out, we noticed the park at the end of Hope Street gained some residence. People started calling it Hopeless Street. We used to drive past them and stare, in awe of how someone could let themselves stoop that low. And now, it was us. Mom,
1: please no. Do you have any better ideas? Wait, where are we going? People from school might see us. It's just temporary. It's a different campground? How are we gonna shower, do laundry? They have some facilities
0: there. I stared at her for a couple seconds, hoping it was all a joke. I knew it wasn't just I needed it to be
1: this is bullshit excuse me what did you say it is i am figuring this out and doing my best under the circumstances don't you ever talk like that to me again wait are we going to the park
0: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news My mom parked between a rusted-out car and an old RV. The tires were flat on both, like they hadn't been driven in months, maybe years. Trash was everywhere. Around the overstuffed garbage can, lining the road, in the grass. I started freaking out, no other way to say it. I needed to get some distance, just to think to think clearly.
1: Where are you going? For a walk.
0: Mom looked at me sympathetically, then nodded. I'd seen Bertram Park a million times, but it was always somewhere we avoided. Being actually in it felt different. Hearing it, smelling it. Driving past was always a spectacle, like a zoo or something, but no one was looking at me. Like we had been expected. Or something. Lainey!
1: Don't go too far!
0: Alright! I could feel my chest get tight and a lump grow in my throat. I squeezed my hands into fists as hard as I could, just trying to keep it all in. Yeah, I can go grab it. There was a boy about my age at the edge of the park, crawling out of a tent, talking to someone inside. He was wiry and his clothes were way too big for him. He looked tired, bags under his eyes and everything. Or maybe that was just the shadows. It was hard to tell. He looked at me and I quickly turned away. I didn't want him to see the tears in my eyes. I stopped at the spot where the road met Hope Street. Just a few blocks away, I could see the roof of my house, or old house, taunting me. Right across the street from it, they were tearing down the Bircham house. I wondered if it would be our house next. As the fall breeze blew, a cloud of dust or concrete or paint chips or something drifted down the block towards me. With it came the smell of wet carpet, sawdust, and mold.
1: Laney, Come help me!
0: Mom set up the back of the station wagon for my brother and I to sleep in. She slept in the driver's seat, the chair back as far as it could go. Jake couldn't get comfortable. I could tell he was upset. I think the gravity of the situation was finally setting in. Hey. Hey.
1: Are you awake? No. (laughs) I can't fall asleep.
0: Me neither. How long do you think we'll be here? I don't know. I thought we were camping. I mean, we kind of are. I could see his mind racing, and that he knew things were worse than he could understand. Should I be scared? No. No. We're gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. I felt bad for lying, but I didn't know what else to say. And a part of me hoped my lie was true.
1: That's good. Hmm. That's good. Good night, Lainey.
0: Good night, Jake. He turned and faced away from me, curled up tighter in his blanket. He looked smaller than normal. Maybe it was in my head, or maybe it was the world collapsing in around us. Or maybe I just needed sleep. I must have been lying there for hours. I couldn't stop tossing and turning. The anxiety wouldn't go away. Sometimes I'd be right on the edge of sleep, and then something outside would snap me back. I felt exposed and vulnerable. How was I supposed to do this every night?
1: Hello? Who's there?
0: Right on schedule. Another disruption just as I was drifting off.
1: I see you. Come out.
0: I peeked out the window. An old woman was across the street, setting up a sleeping bag on the ground. Her eyes darted up.
1: What are you doing?
0: She was looking out into the park, but outside the light was just darkness. I squinted, but I couldn't see anything. Hey, you, hey. I looked over at Jake and mom, but they were both asleep. Should I wake them up? I watched as the old lady pulled a blade from her pocket. She walked to the edge of the light. What did you say? And then she was gone. Like she was yanked into the shadows. The streetlight flickered, and floating in the light, it looked like... Snow? No. Maybe ash. Or paint chips.
1: The Dispossessed, starring Sydney Sepulveda as Lainey,
0: Sissy Jones as Ashley, Grady Lisby as Jake, Malcolm Brown as Brandon, and Emily Hahn as as Aaron. Written by Tyler Clifton. Story by and directed by Adam J. Epstein. Executive produced by Sheila Stepanek and Adam J. Epstein. Edited and mixed by Todd Donald. Additional voices by Jeff Schein, Scott Pete, Jason Kelly, Olive Epstein, and Jack Stepanek.
1: The Dispossessed is a Glisten Plus
0: production.